0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I'm here to help you navigate nuanced conversations and explore topics that demand your attention and awareness. There is no topic off limits here. Together we will seek to find the middle path, explore the polarities of darkness and light, left and right, grace and grit. As a writer, life coach, and seasoned yogi, I'm in the business of awareness and conscious action. I'm here to create space for the conversations that need to be had in order to create solutions that bridge the divide between humans. Sensemaking will use practical, logical, philosophical, and spiritual tools to help us gain well-rounded perspectives on issues that strike a chord. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today I'm talking to Sean Zimmer, or you might know him as the Viking. We're going to have a talk about conscious parenting, about standing up to tyranny, about faith, leadership, and resilience. Before we get into the show today, this episode is brought to you by The Sovereign. The Sovereign is my unique membership for A World Gone Wild. I think prepping is important right now. You know, building uh, additional streams of revenue, learning essential sovereign skills. I think we should do those things, and we do in this membership. But the thing that I honestly think is most important is building an unshakable self. What do I mean by that? I mean finding peace in the present moment I mean standing in your truth, in your integrity, without getting swayed by the world. This world is wild, and I believe we can still thrive. I believe we can charge forward and still set those big goals and gather community and honestly have a ton of fun, even in this kooky clown world. Find out more about The Sovereign by clicking the show notes and take a look around. We teach you essential sovereign skills. You get a robust library of online wellness practices, everything from meditations to breath work, workouts, yoga. But our online community is where the real goods are. Connect with people just like you people who are awake and aware, but they're ready to move forward. They don't want to be in the fear, they don't want to be stuck on their phones. They're ready to charge forward. If this is you, check out our community, click the show notes, and we'd love to welcome you inside. With that, let's get into the episode, because I know that Sean Zimmer knows all about charging forward in a world gone wild. Let's get to the show. I am Carla Joy Treadway, and I have with me today the Viking, Mr. Sean Zimmer. Sean, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Carla. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
0: You guys may or may not know Sean, Uh, you might know him from Instagram. He lives in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and he I don't even know how to describe you. You're just someone that really stands up for freedom, that really sets an example of what we need to do in terms of standing up to tyranny or standing up to laws that don't make sense. For people that don't know you, can uh, you give us a little bit of a a background of of who you are and, and what you've been doing here?
1: Yeah, I guess I'm uh wearing a very fitting shirt for the podcast, uh stating mandate freedom across the front of it here. Um, like you said, my name's Sean. Um out in Winnipeg right now. And uh, you know, quickly touching base on uh what I did when, you know, the last couple of years started weighing down on everybody. Um, when we first got the announcement of, you know, the lockdowns and what was happening, uh, I wasn't buying it. Um But at the same time, I was very much in-depth in in my work uh, in my home office and putting together programs for my online coaching. And my first reaction was, I don't think people are going to listen to that. That is just insane. Um, Seems like a bunch of fear-mongering. So I put my head back down and started working and then started noticing that it was changing the world. People were listening. And when we had further restrictions pushed on us and – They stated uh, that we couldn't have more than one person over at our home um, or even our yard. That's when I decided to take my stand and start building a community and knew that I had to do something publicly. So I put all my business aside and um, did everything I could to bring community together.
0: Hmm. I think the first clue for people should have been when they told us to lock our little children away if they got sick and not to be with them everyone's red flag should have just (laughs) been going off like fireworks. Um, You're a father too, and people might know you from, from that as well. And I think you're setting a really good example for your kids. I saw you bringing in kids and families and everything into your space when we weren't supposed to be gathering to be outside and to be together. Um, How do your, how do your kids feel about you being so upfront with all of this?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Oh, there's so many red flags along the way, right? Um, I have my one daughter who's nine years old. I'm turning 10 right away. Um, she does have a sister, but uh, her mom and I are split, so that's not my child, but I'm always happy to have her. I think I might be actually babysitting her later today. We co-parent very well. Um, yeah, one of the biggest things that I knew right away was, hey, we need to do something for the children. So, you know when i made that first announcement um you know to go a little bit more in my history at yeah, people originally know me from positive parenting influencing um started creating these uh, dad memes you can call them online and messages um you know promoting uh, parents to get more involved especially uh, dads to get further down on their children's levels and more involved with them and uh, you know be vulnerable and and share that with the world so we could encourage more dads to step up um which had a great impact and you know, amongst that, I was uh, doing my uh, self-sabotage coaching, helping people, you know, stop their self-sabotaging behaviors. And fitness has always been a big component of my my life and, and what I coach people on. Um, I used to teach boot camp classes, uh, both co-ed and, and women and male classes. And um, so when that, uh, you know, announcement came, no more than one person over your yard, I knew what I could do because the whole time, When I started realizing everybody's waking up uh, or, sorry, following along. (laughs) Thankfully, people are waking up now. (laughs) When I realized people were following along, um, I wish I had a store. I wish I had a business that I could open up and be that shining light. I was looking at my man, Ian Smith over on Stateside, who was doing that with his gym. And when they announced the, you know, no more than one person over in your yard, it just clicked. I have a huge yard on one of the busiest streets in Winnipeg right off of it big parking lot. I swear it's all divine divine timing and placement with it because the parking lot next to me covers my whole side of fence and it's about you know six feet higher than my grade so police can roll up and stare right in on what we're doing. And I said, all right, I used to teach boot camps. this is it. let's do boot camps again. And I jumped on my social media, announced hey we're doing four free fitness classes here every week come down here. Don't worry about what's being said. Don't worry if the police come here. And sure enough, they did very quickly. We will continue doing what we're doing. And I'll show you that we can take a stand here to um, give people a place of sanity. So very shortly after that, I knew we needed to do something for the kids. So I started a uh, um, called the Patriots Academy, junior Patriots boot camp and did that, uh, weekly which grew into so many different things so many different events we did you know around the the holidays uh out in the wilderness different camping events uh you know you <laughs> put a weekly bike ride on for the people who are scared of the boot camp because i was barking pretty loud at that a little bit intimidating um you know weekly uh, or bi-weekly freedom fire as we called it with uh where we have comedy nights a lot of uh games for the kids and whatnot axe throwing um you know dance dance lessons uh, had pro dancers come in and teach dance lessons and whatnot so the kids was a big, big uh, part of it for me, and my daughter, you know, Jacy, she had um, such a beautiful experience seeing that all unfold. I know at the beginning it was probably a little stressful for her, seeing the police, uh, come and trying to, you know, shake that up. Um, but I stood my, my ground um, and showed people you can stand your ground, especially with the power of social media today. It really changes things when you put a, a phone in front of the face of those officers who are trying to, you know, push tyrannical rule on you. Um, they really don't, uh, necessarily push too hard because uh, they know you're going to be sharing that with the world. So they're a little more cautious about how they are. Um, and I know as things grew, my daughter gained from it massively. Um, having all the kids come here together, Um, Seeing that stand, knowing, you know, what can come together with standing against unjust rule um, and using, you know, (laughs) be morale and and critical thinking um, and encourage them to do that. Right. I even teach classes on that. Like for children, we did some camping events where we had a, a seminar and speaking on that, you know, how to, you know, critical thinking as well, how to challenge authority with respect and, and stand up and, and, you know, when something doesn't sit right with you um, ask questions. So it's definitely had a huge positive impact on the kids most definitely. Um, But it has had a little bit of stress too, for sure, because, you know, a lot, a lot has come on the, on the other side, the, the negative side with the stand, but the positives definitely far outweigh the negative.
0: And because of these dangerous activities, you were engaging in dance lessons, outdoor boot camp, (laughs) uh, Christmas dinners, I'm assuming lots of people ended up getting really hurt and sick and ending up in the hospital because of all these dangerous activities?
1: No, nobody did. Nobody did. <laughs> Surprisingly, not Yeah, yeah nobody. Um, and for me, you know, I'm somebody who takes very good care of my health. So um, some people don't agree with this, but if you're sick, you're still invited over at my home. Um, I'm not concerned about that. So I got to, uh, like to build up my immune system every way I can anyway. So if you're sick, you're still welcome to the Christmas dinner, which we're doing next week.
0: I remember watching a video of you at the police station because the police wanted you to come down. So you marched down and you filmed the whole thing. And I, and I watched that and you, you seemed very unshakable. Was there ever a time when you were concerned, where you were worried?
1: Um, yeah, well, yeah, 100%, um, which was more um, deeper down that I wasn't conscious of. Um, you could see that through really my messaging um, at the beginning of the, of the whole, um, we'll just call it whatever you want, try to keep the words away from flagging your podcast, uh, <laughs> all the nonsense the last couple of years at the beginning of it, I was very angry, um, and you could see that through my messaging. Um, and you know, that had a positive side because a lot of people were very thankful to see a, a masculine man stepping into his role and, and speaking out, um, and speaking out bluntly, but that the anger in that message came from an underlying seed of fear, right? Um, fear of, of what was going to happen. Um, everybody going along and get along and enabling everything and, and being fearful of what my future looked like, what my daughter's future looked like, what all the children's futures look like. So there was that fear there. Um, but to direct your question, not on a surface level, um, but you can look actually at the first uh, time I, I recorded a police officer at my home. Um, my adrenaline was definitely jacked. My hand was shaking when I was taking the video and talking to him. So you can notice that. Um, and, you know, of course, uh, confidence comes from the memory of winning and everything as we, you know, practice and go over things more and more. So as I, as I you know, put myself in those situations, um, that anxiety, that uh, adrenaline, that reaction, really settled down um in relation to that video you're talking about I actually just saw the memory pop up on that a week ago um where i walked in the police station and uh video the whole thing demanding that i would be uh, allowed access without a mask and uh yeah it was very uh, cool common collective 100 percent that came from you know that uh, taking the action on doing that i remember the first couple of times i went in a grocery store with no mask um i even felt like my heart my heartbeat ra- raised up and whatnot and then after four or five times that you know that steadied down
0: the, the mask is the hardest thing for people. It was the hardest thing for me. I could I could go to protests, I could hand out pamphlets, I could go on the internet. The mask was the hardest because you had to look people in the eye. You knew that they thought you were selfish, that you didn't care if people died and you really just had to know that that that, that wasn't true, that these things aren't protecting anyone. <laughs> There's literally no reason for it. And it's it's the hardest thing for people to do. Now, after practice by the end, I was like not wearing one on a plane, just like you can't make me. But in the beginning, terror. <laughs> it was really yeah um,
1: Most people um definitely experience the same. I was I, I remember at the beginning, I was very taken back actually by, you know, the amount of people that I'd see at the protests and see at my home. Um, and then I'd be out shopping. <laughs> And there they were, with the mask on, and I was, you know, of course, maskless, and it was a little awkward at the at the start. But I started, you know, understanding a little bit more of the psyche on that, and just how how that uh, fear has been put in, and and you know that uh, where people don't want that co- conflict, right, and that confrontation. So it, it definitely was a, a big hurdle for many to cross.
0: I mean, I guess the reframe it like in my brain when it was scary, I was like, I don't want people to think that I don't care about them. Like I yeah. actually about people i don't want them to think i'm a complete asshole like i'm i'm not um i almost thought about just like wearing it and writing like masks don't work on the outside
1: i i saw actually a few few uh people i know have masks like that where i said this mask is bullshit or something like that yeah different sayings across it i hear you though i hear you yeah even my you know as i stand up and share a message on a lot of things i i try more and more to direct my message where it's going to create more unity and less divide with the people that are completely on the opposite side right because that's what we are here to do well what i'm here to do some people are here just to scream for attention and you know and wham wah, wah on their victim mindset what they're upset about but for me um yeah i don't agree with the things but i'm also you know the biggest thing is well i don't agree with it well let's create unity and try to raise up the vibration of the collective so everybody sees the same thing
0: that's right and that's that's the hardest like next evolutionary step right is to is to soften with everything that's going on um i i think it all belongs there was a time when we needed to be angry there was a time when we just needed to yell but eventually what is actually going to work the best um you know i recently had a conversation with like my children's principals And as much as I just want to be angry and yell about the things that were done, you know, no one talked to me, no one answered an email, even though I was polite, I was kind. I contacted them recently and just said, I just want you guys to know how hurt I am, how you damage this relationship when you could have just had a conversation with me, but because you wouldn't have a conversation, we had to bring in NOLs, we had to become more threatening because you backed us into a corner and it, never had to be that way you could have just talked to us and mm. you, you know you really dehumanized us and i just want you to know the harm that you caused because now i'm fearful of you i'm distrusting and i don't want to feel like that about people that are with my kids
1: oh 100 yeah and I, you know you really you really made a good point there too when i think about it um, there was a place for, for being more bold and more upfront. And there still is a place for, you know, like for myself, I don't, you won't see me posting about the problem anymore. I'm, I'm really focused on the solutions, but when I think about it, you know, if we had everybody do that and nobody, you know, putting together posts about the problem anymore and it was just all about the solutions. Well, I think we, we'd be lacking something there. It still needs to be pointed out, you know, so there are still some four forefronters there need to be, you know, blasting that out there and, and keeping the awareness up. Right. So it's, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, back in the corner, hundred percent. I feel you on that. Um, right now I'm actually putting together uh, some paperwork for people to be able to give to the school systems just on, you know, informed consent and make every teacher and, and, and staff member aware, uh, of it, um, you know, all the facts and here you go. So as you get those kids in line for those shots, um, you know, you have that in your mind. So I think that'll, you know, something that'll help because a lot of people are just keeping their eyes closed to it. Right. They don't want to see it. They don't want to look, they don't look, you know, they don't know the better. Right.
0: You're in Manitoba. I'm in Ontario. Um, From what I've kind of started witnessing about Manitoba is it does seem like there is some good change happening. And maybe it seems like Manitobans aren't as loud about it on social media. But I I've noticed more people getting involved with like the school board. I've noticed more maybe because there's a lot of Mennonite communities too, a lot of religious communities. I am uh, tell me if you're seeing this too, I am seeing some progression Um, you have an amazing MP I just shared a video from Provence doing a speech in the House of Commons and just unleashing on everything demanding accountability and that gives me a lot of hope even if it's not in my super woke province Um, when I see it happening in others uh, makes me feel pretty good what are what are you seeing that's good brewing in Manitoba right now
1: well, I'll be honest with you, Carla, um, what I see um, good is, is those, you know, shine their lights and raising their vibration in terms of anything with politics. I don't look at any of it. I don't look at anything with the system at all. Um, and I'm not against anybody who does, but I feel it's it's a broken system. It's like asking a broken system that's designed to be broken. Um, so, the, you know, the definition of broken wouldn't even be right. Just a corrupt system, a system meant to turn us into slaves uh, in all reality, Um, is just, you know, getting people inside uh, to do the same. So it's all just, you know, like a Trojan horse. I see anybody that does look like a shining light coming into that. Um, I think it's just all, you know, putting your attention in the wrong area for me. At least that's what I look at it. So I haven't even paid attention to that. It's great to hear. Um, But uh, at the same time, I feel, you know, it's just like we saw during the couple of years of lockdown there the crumbs that would be laid out as there was too much resistance starting to build up right so okay let's let's back off a little bit because people are gonna unite and stand together i look at that the same thing as the as the system right now with the politicians and the government right when okay let's bring in somebody that gives them some shining hope but really it's just a puppet show right now um, that's how i look at it um, that's really my understanding of it and for me it's just it's just let's focus on raising the vibration and learning you know the god-given rights and 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 freedoms that you have and to stand for in your truth and let's get back to a sovereign sovereign world um which has some work to do that
0: that's fair and i mean even if uh even if a politician that comes in that is legitimate that is really good when you watch when i watch cpac I see them ask questions to the Liberal government and they just refuse to answer like it's just it's such a joke they answer a different question. Mm -hmm. And I'm always just shocked watching that like how, how, how that's even possible why do you even have a house why is there someone that is a moderator you're not moderating anything you're not making a mass question so
1: Pers- precisely i imagine you know watching that just as you know i can hear from your voice it probably spiked your cortisol um spike your, spiked your stress levels watching that and frustration right um just like the whole uh oh, i can't remember what it's called they just did for the for the convoy um the whole bit going on in the government everybody's talking about it. i'm like yeah, it's probably pretty frustrating watching that it's probably just jacking up your, your stress levels and, and putting you more in your limbic system passing your frontal lobe and your critical thinking and the things you can actually do with your creativity and building in the world so um we only have so much time and energy in a given day um for me again i'm, I'm not saying there's not a place for it in others but for me it's just i don't even put any of it to that it's just like where can i help people directly
0: what did you learn from your time in ottawa Ah, uh,
1: man uh love love would be the the easiest answer on that um yeah coming out of your heart space to seeing everybody come together that was life-changing um it was a transformation I already started um, just two months prior I remember being in Ottawa when when the day came down where the riot police were coming in and I had some friends there um that you know were like I'm not coming today I just can't um because I know what we're do what we're to do there is to be peaceful standing on compliance and I can't and I really respected that because I knew you know two months three months prior I would have been in the same situation I would have um you know grabbed those bats and, and hit somebody and probably would have been in jail for a couple of years assaulting an officer right and and ruined to some degree on what we were to do there um, we were supposed to, you know, a lot of people don't understand that or disagree with my my opinion on that. That we were there to stand in peaceful noncompliance and utilize the power of social media to the masses of the phones that we had there and show the world the straight lies directly that our government was saying about what we were doing there, and to show it was the complete opposite to wake up more people. It wasn't going to wake up everybody. It wasn't going to stop everything, but it was going to help wake up more people. And this is what it all is. You we were chatting, you know, briefly on that as a uh, before the podcast here on the awakening, right? Bringing everybody to that understanding of the source um, and that there is something greater than what we see here. So, for me in Ottawa, um, right when I got there, I I didn't have any part to it as well. Everybody was like, where's Sean? You know, they got the truckers convoy coming. I had actually just taken a month off. I was, I was overwhelmed. I hit a point actually. I, um, and I even talked about this in my podcast, where I, I started drinking um, again, I was, you know, getting, I was a very bigger introvert. Um, yeah. I help people online and, and I'll go and do public speaking events, but that's different from having every, you know, making your home a community center and having hundreds of people through here every other day. Um, I started getting a little overwhelmed. And, um, you know, went to self-sabotaging behaviors, uh, and I was like, I need a break. So I took, I think it was three weeks where I went to a cabin, um, and out in the woods and just disconnected, deleted my social media, got completely offline. When I jumped back on the truckers convoy was coming through and I was like, okay, well, let's go check it out in, uh, in Winnipeg. Um, came through and I was like holy smokes <clears throat> I just felt like when the seeing the people come together it was just this feeling of love like my heart space just started cranking open I could feel it and um, I knew I needed to go I had an important ceremony booked uh, the next day so I did that and then the next day after that we took off and we drove down there so it was about two or three days late um, and stayed there to the very end and when I got there so I didn't have any part to do with it I didn't help organize or anything I was just boots on the ground and not long before this, I was a guy who didn't like hugging, um, especially strangers. And I found myself two days in holding a sign saying, you know, free hugs. And I was just hugging people and giving them a big strong bear hugs and just, you know, sharing the energy I had. Um, and, and that's what it's all about just doing your part. That's what I saw in Ottawa, you know, whether it was people coming together, cook food for everybody, feed everybody in need smuggle gas in, especially when they brought the the lockdown on the fuel, right? The the fines against it for mischief and whatever it was, um, shoveling the snow, doing whatever people could do removing the garbage they all came together the people of this country to make it work to make that stand happen the best we could and it was a beautiful thing so there i was offering free hugs and then i got to the point where i was like okay let's connect um some of the truckers that need you know some resources let's help people with fitness okay i can they got their bank account shut down i have access to my online followers let's do something else i put it out there hey i got a system to go around that hit me up if you want to support. And we got people to mail in uh, prepaid visa cards and hand those out to truckers and whatnot. Got some families money when the accounts were shut down, right? Um, so everything I could do just came together just like everybody else there. And it was just a place of love. You could just feel it like that. That sparked something inside of me. Um, I should say poured gasoline on a spark that was already um, just put in there that just burned a desire to share that as I as I left. That's why I did a speaking tour on the way back from ottawa to winnipeg and and just wanted to shine that light and and let people know hey a lot of people got really you know disheartened when they saw it broken up um and one of my first um reactions when i got to ottawa um or my intuitive feelings right away which i'm very connected to and i you know i talk with a lot of folks on we all have that was that it was going to end with riot police coming in and we were going to get pushed out and we needed to stand peacefully and that's what the whole point was um, I was really trying to, you know, cl- collaborate everybody to sit down and, and, uh, just single Canada when that happened. But when the uh, tear gas and all that came in, <laughs> not too many people were up for that, but yeah, so it was just uh, like the reaction was love. That's the you know easiest answer to it. It was all about love and just freedom of choice and everybody coming together to stand for our God-given rights
0: anyone that believes otherwise is willfully wearing a blindfold. Um, I I was getting in my car with a girlfriend to drive out to Ottawa and I ended up getting a phone call asking if I wanted to help the truckers and ended up working with the uh, documentary team. So I was not boots on the ground, I helped in a couple different cities, but what I was privy to was hundreds of hours of footage live, like 24-7 of everything that was going on Nothing. I remember, like I remember the first time I went to protest in Winnipeg because I had been protesting with people in Kenora and there's like fifteen of us. Like it's that's hard to do. And I remember going to Winnipeg to like get my cup filled and I was on stages a couple times and just wanted to be with the people, right? Well, the first time I went, I was just so angry. You know, I was driving down there, I had like heavy metal playing i thought we were gonna go there and like cause a scene and like ru- i thought it was gonna be angry and then i got there and there was every single race possible every single political stance there were people that were vaxxed and unvaxxed there were military there were police there were hippies there was like a guy with a, pi- a parrot on his shoulder there were lesbians there were straight people there were christian prayers followed by indigenous smudging and you I like have shivers as I tell that story you could feel it in the air and I remember when the pastor spoke and he said do you guys feel that and everyone just kind of nodded and he's like that's God.
1: Tobias probably. Wow yes. Tobias is probably the pastor speaking yeah yeah that is a beautiful thing seeing everybody come together that's that's what's all about putting all those differences aside right and uh, standing for our simple God-given rights and our sovereignty.
0: So here's something on that note that I really noticed during that time when it was really scary and there was lots going on. At first there was just like a lot of excitement with the convoy and then, and everything was good. It was just a big party, but then we could see that things were turning. I started getting really concerned, especially with the things that I was seeing and I knew people were gonna be arrested. And I'm a yoga teacher. I've studied a ton of Eastern wisdom practices. Uh, A lot of the people that I hang out with are atheist and then i was concerned and i was talking to a friend who's also in like my same realm of work you know shamanism eastern wisdom practices and she says to like console me that i'm worried she goes you know what it's just time for jesus and i it like stopped me and i was like what did you just say like that's weird that you just said that because we've never talked like this i'm surprised you said this and i feel that too (laughs) <laughs> and then I kind of mentioned that to my husband, who's like, he's very similar to you, he's an outdoors man, a hunter. And I was like, My friend just said this weird thing to me. And he's like, Yeah, I feel that too. And then everyone that I worked with on the documentary team, they all started talking about it. And then I saw you on your stories and you started talking about it. And then Misty went, and all of a sudden, all these people are talking about it. And I even did, um, I did a workshop with uh um some Indian gurus and even these Indian gurus started talking about that and I was like I don't know what's happening (laughs) but it's good and I like it and I can feel it and I'm not specifically like a dog uh a dogmatic person uh I think there's a lot of division there but there's something very real about that message and everyone was feeling it and it just made me not afraid anymore um your story Mm. blew blew me away um I mentioned that to you early, you kind of, uh, you outed yourself publicly as feeling this as well, noticing that it's time to connect to God.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you said, you know, I've experienced the same, um, with, uh, respect to Jesus. Um, and what I would say, you know, the consciousness of Jesus that I feel lives within all of us. I look at things a little bit different, you know, um, then, you know, The box that's sometimes created with uh, Christianity um, is something I really respected, Um, you know, with the indigenous culture um, and people around me and the freedom movement, as you suggested, uh, speaking on Jesus uh, and the the spirit of Jesus, the consciousness of Jesus as as well. You know, I studied um, uh, Hindu scripture and and seen, you know, the the talk on Jesus there and the respect to it um, and that. A lot of people are saying we need Jesus to come back and and we need him to rise. And I feel he has through all of us. Um, It's the consciousness, it's the spirit that comes through all of us. And that path that's been laid and that's the the transformation, you know, I touched base on very briefly where I went from being angry and I had a mystical experience where I was showing that this is really just a tiny blip in the grander scheme of things um such a small little equation and it's all part of um like a play that needs to be acted out to some degree to help people wake wake up uh wake waking up i, 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 I catch my mind avoiding anything that says woke uh you see me <laughs> slipping on my words that are um helping people awaken and uh and so that that walk that jesus made um was the example um you know, the path that we need to take um, to some degree um, to come out of a place of love and, and just, you know, helping people understand their power and walking that line, no matter what gets thrown at you, no matter how many fucking nails get put through you if you get hung for it, whatever it be, to do that and to have unconditional forgiveness. And you know, when I talk outside the box, the one thing I will point out, um, you know, I do go to a Christian church from time to time. Um, and I I have beliefs that tie kind of all over. Um, and I get called out on that quite often. And one thing I like to point out from, you know, often the Christians who get upset with me, I say, you know what, really where you're coming from right now is is fear-based. And I don't feel that's right. I don't think that's what God would want. Um, It's causing divide, um, that fear based mindset. And I will just know the, you know, where I've studied over here, there's a lot of respect actually for um, the Christian beliefs with Jesus and whatnot. So something to take into account. Um, And when you actually look at, you know, um, know, people, wow, you know, you you studied the Bhagavad Gita, there's all these different gods in there. Well, actually, when you break it down, it actually comes to one God. Um, God just takes different avatars um, for different aspects of him uh, to help people, um, you know, get their belief, gain their belief to walk their path in, in faith to God and come together, which is a beautiful thing. So I feel, um, and for me, you know, the question I always asked, well, are you Christian? What, 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 what makes someone Christian? Um, well, do you take Jesus Christ as your savior? I do, 100%. Because I had an experience one time where I felt the spirit of Jesus come to me. And, you know, I dive into this on episode three of my podcast, where I felt unconditional forgiveness, and I knew that was the answer. And when I started forgiving everybody unconditionally, it changed my life, saved my life. So yeah, I take him as my savior. And that's a different context than a lot of people, though. So feeling, as you suggest, you know, a little rabbit hole on my thoughts on the on the journey for me. But seeing everybody come together that and coming to, coming to God, coming to understand that this is a spiritual war. And it's a, it's a war for your consciousness. And we all have access to the vast knowledge, wisdom of the cosmos. It's all in there. And we need to do our best to get away from all the toxins and fear that's designed to disconnect us from it. And it is a beautiful thing seeing more and more people wake up to it and connect and whatever their beliefs are. I respect that for everybody. And I just say, you know, just, just focus on the love part, you know, anything that's causing fear and divide, that's not God. Uh, fear is not God. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't feel obviously I, you know, I'm not sitting with God right now next to me and he's he's talking to my ear exactly on that, but it's inside pretty deeply. So I feel confident saying that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same. I think it's a personal experience and, you know, churches have made mistakes And I think it's okay to like side-eye the church and know that that's not necessarily representative of the truth. And if you look at like the story, biblically, historically, about what Jesus did, the only people that he yelled at actually were church people. He went in there and Mm -hmm. flipped tables and yelled at everybody. So I think it's okay to like just sit in the, this is my personal experience. And I don't really know, like I'm just kind of figuring this out and I have respect for other people's beliefs and they can have what, uh, they can believe whatever they want to believe. And there's no judgment But I just wanted to touch on that because whatever that experience is for you or anybody listening, I just want to draw attention to the fact that love is real. This energy is real. There is a lot of darkness in the world right now, but if you keep your attention only on that, um, it's going to tank you. And there Mm -hmm. is something amazing and good and beautiful building on the other side that you're missing out on and just be open to it. And you might experience some of these things too.
1: I feel that's the test, right? Love is the answer, and it's also the test. And I think that's what God, and again, you know, you name a source, spirit, creator, whatever your belief is, um, and those of you that get upset about that, again, well, that's causing divide. So you should question yourself on that. And if you feel if, you know, you you have to use the proper name on that, or you're going to be damned, well, that's a fear-based mindset. So I don't really believe in that. And I think that's the opposite of what we're meant to come together with love. And it's the, it's the answer and the test, you know, God wants us to lean into our faith and uh, to face. Whatever darkness comes our way, with total faith resting in that faith, understanding it, all will be okay. We're protected and provided for, and no matter what physical pain um, experiences we have here, it's all designed for us, and we're going to be okay. Um, it's it's really just a fraction. Um, even the smallest fraction in the grander scheme of things and uh, I believe truthfully um, confidently that one day we'll have our eyes open to that and we'll understand that's that's what that was really (laughs) that's it oh I had all this fun I went through all this shit I enjoyed all this love these experiences got my ass kicked so let's do it again right (laughs) it's
0: part of it Uh, I coach clients and like I almost I have no fear for them when they're going through like the worst moments in their life. Cause I'm like, this is part of it. You asked for something. This is how it gets here. Uh, Actually, if I, if I ever pray, I never ask for anything. I just say Mm -hmm. what I'm grateful for. Cause I'm like, I know how this works. I was listening to Slipknot. I don't know if if the whole band has transitioned or just one fellow, but I was listening to him on Instagram and he's a Christian now. And he goes, you know, what, that Jesus guy, he's going to change your life. He's going to destroy it first, but then he's going to change it and make it better.
1: <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I like that, actually. That's exactly it. He's going to destroy it then put it back, put it back together uh, much better, right? Let the pieces fall. Let the pieces fall. Is this, it's going to come together in something uh, so much more beautiful. There's something, actually, I heard the other day that resonated with me big time on my beliefs um, and, uh, you know, a challenge maybe some of your listeners out there where we look at, you know, good versus evil, right? And especially with the belief that there's only one God. Okay, so if there's a if there's God and the devil for those who believe that, are they not the same? Mm-hmm. And if they're not, then who's above? Mm-hmm. or are they the same? And is it all just part of the experience, the human experience, the three dimensional experience here? Mm-hmm. I heard uh, one of my mentors uh, speaking on that where he was in med- deep meditation just asking, oh God, why do you keep doing all this to yourself? All this just brutally disgusting stuff we see on this world why do you keep killing yourself his response was well i can't Mm -hmm. you know i can't i'm just (laughs) i'm everything and it's it's all continuing and it's all the experience and i know that's just a, a hard thought to wrap your mind around when you look deep into the really you know evil things we see on this world I don't know all the answers on that but again you know something to ask yourself well if there's if you believe in god and the devil but only one god well where did, where did the devil come from
0: personally all of the good in my life not all um a lot of that a lot of it has come after pain and struggle and some of it lasted a long long time way longer than i wanted and if my life was just good and fun, if my life was just good and fun, I definitely probably would never have a spiritual practice, I would probably just be partying every day, I wouldn't be doing anything good for anyone else if my life was that easy, I would probably be very self focused and definitely not doing anything for this world.
1: Hmm. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I agree with that. If there's somewhere else we go after here, I think we have to have many memories of, of the hardships here <laughs> so we can fully respect and lean into that, uh, that good life. Uh, that's well, life is good. You know, I wake up every day and you ask me how my day is. It's the best day of my life. And and people, you know, get astonished by that. And I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. You know, shut up. How, how is that the case? You know um, better than the, you know, day your daughter was born. And I'm like, absolutely. Of course it was. Like I woke up today. I'm alive. I have this day to make the most, Of this day in the present moment, I've learned everything I've learned from my past experience, whether good or bad, gone through all the hardships. I have the memory of my daughter's birth, my daughter's when she was born with me. I have the memory of everything. I have the memory of my beautiful dog as yours crawling in behind you (laughs) that gets to enjoy all this time with me. I get to enjoy with it. All of that's here right now in the present, living in the now. So, yeah, it's the best day of my life, and I'm going to take the most of it. And I might be just relaxing, reading all day, or I might be doing something big like. It, that's what it is you know be grateful that gratitude you, you, you nailed it on the prayer as well you know don't go begging that's again just you know focusing on the problem and, and I think manifesting more problems creating more of that it's you know what are you grateful for what are you well you're the alchemist of this life you know I truly believe the kingdom of heaven lies within that is our mind and what we're able to manifest in this world through visualization and we have to experience the beliefs of that the feelings of it right you can close your eyes and your mind doesn't know the difference between the outside world and the inside world so if you can for sort of visualization comes in, if you can Visualize the life you want and experience fully immerse yourself in those feelings whatever it is that relationship you want that you know that experience of traveling the world whatever it is fully immerse yourself and have that emotional discharge go through your body and do that over and over you will change your life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and prayer and prayer is the is the gateway to that i truly believe
0: mm-hmm you've obviously entered like the next evolution of this waking up journey. And this is what I'm seeing in the communities that I'm in, the people that, you know, that call themselves freedom people or people that are awake, all these things. There's there's a split happening right now. You have half the population, and I'm just throwing out a random number, that really wanna stay angry. They wanna stay in the fear. They wanna stay glued to their phones. And then we have another group that is like, no, this is happening. And this is what I'm going to do about it. I'm going to move on. I'm going to make the most out of my life. I'm going to help other people. I'm going to be happy. And the two groups are having like a little bit of a struggle right now because the group that wants to stay in fear is angry at the group moving on. Like you're not awake then if you're moving on. And I'm very much in camp B. I'm moving on this is happening. All right. How do I change my life? Because being awake is a gift. (laughs) If I'm awake, but staying in fear and anger and glued to my phone and ignoring my kids, I am just wasting this gift. I want to use this to now transform my life and get better and help other people and learn new skills, do whatever, like connect with community, all of these things.
1: I I feel you on that. A tiny bit, but that's all right. I feel you on that. Um, for me, I, I would even look at it broken in like fourth four it's probably more before with that conversation, you know, the people who are awake to the, the government corruption, the people who aren't, and then exactly that, those who are, you know, well, okay, I'm not focusing on these problems anymore. And let's go to the vibration of love and connection and unity. You have that on both sides. And and for me right now, you know, I just finished a prayer um, shortly before this podcast um, for those People specifically um, in the "quote-unquote" freedom community who absolutely hate me now, um, and, and you know, are, are investing you know time and out of every day of theirs to spit hate at me and, and put things together at me because I've made this transition, right? And because I'm I'm walking a path that's not understood by many, um, and they're stuck just wanting to be angry. And for me, I I want nothing to do with that anymore. And um, I know that's one of the biggest tests for me right now. And it has been one of the biggest tests for me ever is that hate from those people and still coming out of a place of love and still, you know, trusting the path in front of me and understanding know that is where I'm supposed to go. And I need to still love these people and forgive them. And even if it meant it open my doors to them, um, which is a huge test. And, uh, you know, I, that's something I've been sitting in prayer on, um, and, and just, Sending forgiveness, sending love their way, um, and and helping myself do the same because it's something uh, that your subconscious mind, you know, that's what I teach on self sabotage behaviors. It wants to go with the herd. Um, it wants to go with the bigger herd, the bigger tribe that's around you, right? So if you've gotten into this freedom community, quote unquote, again, um, and now your mind's like great because your mind, your subconscious mind, unconscious mind, isn't logical. It is going to emulate, mimic what is going on around you in the tribe so you fit in so you survive that's what it's designed to do so you survive and thrive so even if things aren't logical so that's why we have so many people using utilizing self-sabotaging behaviors that are put into their mind as what's normal like alcohol like junk food eating all this shit so when we look at again the quote-unquote freedom community those that are angry a lot of people get stuck with that so i even see i feel myself battling with that subconscious mind part where it's like oh, Oh, this is what the more of the tribes doing because it's a smaller number in this tribe that is raising up to that vibration of love, uh, at least around me for the people I welcomed in And, and a lot of people are. And I think most of the people that were already at that didn't resonate with my message at the beginning. Like, oh, I got I was too fucking angry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know, I've seen some of those people now come along my way and they're like, hey, nice to see you're, you're rising up now. You know, you see the bigger picture. So it is a big divide and it's very challenging. And for those of your listeners out there, you know, I, I want to say just lean into your, your gut. You lean into your gut feeling, your intuition, your sixth sense, your higher self, your connection to the divine. Trust that feeling. And if you don't feel it, well, start removing the toxins. I hope you're not drinking the fluoridated water. I speak on this a lot. All the you know, the pesticides, especially the glyphosate that is designed to just destroy you, the neurotoxins that are in our food. Remove all that. Go to organic food. Go to food that's just grown in the ground. Don't get the box stuff, the processed stuff, and start really taking care of yourself, your body. Focus on breath work, focus on meditation, focus on gratitude. And these things will help you get into with that inner self, that higher self, that intuition, um, because that knows the way to go. Um, Don't listen to the hate. Don't let the divide all that stuff build up where you feel pressure to go that way and stay stuck in that trap, because that's one of the traps of this world that's designed to keep us low and not raising up and we need to raise up and unify.
0: The divide is actually quite funny. Just within this particular community, people shame each other, judging each other for whatever beliefs they have. Do you believe in politics? You're not awake then. Oh, you're talking about religion. You're not awake then. Or, oh, you have, you, you eat this, you're not vegan. You're not, car- and it's so funny because this community is supposed to be about freedom of expression, freedom of mm-hmm. choice and you guys are demanding conformity (laughs) like you for you just became the thing that we were standing against which actually is freedom of choice loving one another it like even if we're different it's i think people forgot that
1: they have they have and that's you know when i spoke in, in 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 uh Relation to the politics there, I said, "Hey, you know, teach your own on this. You know, I make a point to, you know, there is a place for that for some people, and and you know, I get that. Uh, for I still eat meat. I'm actually about to do a, a vlog on going completely carnivore for 40 days in the new year because I just want to test it on some things I've been experiencing in my body that I've seen others just eradicate. Um, and I don't disagree that you're saying vegan is the way, but again, you let me have my freedom of choice here and uh, and go the way. And and in terms of religion, exactly that. I respect anything you believe. That's okay. Um, you know, One of the biggest things on religion that I, I, I didn't mention that I, I really had uh, a lot of respect for from a man near, near, near to me, a pastor um, who came to me after I had an experience and he said, hey, Sean, I just want to let you know um, some things you're telling me right now I don't agree with based on my beliefs with God, but I'm not going to tell you. That's between you and God. I'm going to try to direct you where I can um, in terms of raising up and creating good fruit positive healthy fruit for those around you if i see you going down a dark hole i'm going to help direct you but i'm not going to tell you what's right or wrong because that's between you and god i don't have any say in that um i'll share my beliefs and decipher we'll do a bible study we started doing and i'll decipher my beliefs on that but hey you got a connection to God. He'll show you when the time is to when the time's right, right? So who the hell are we to be telling people what's wrong and right um, unless it's being pushed on us, right? And that's where that freedom of choice comes—the sovereignty over your mind and your body. That's what you were given by God. And one of the biggest things we all have—one of the only things—was the power of our mind, the power of our thought. So many of us carelessly give it away, especially these uh, these devices right here. You know, where yeah, they don't need the uh, the the slave systems anymore um, that you uh, most of us are used to because this is it right here they've they've trapped you trapped so many of us in that and you're stuck in it you're wasting your life away
0: it's funny there there is no right way when it comes to diet when it comes to how religion is done we went to church the other day and the pastor was saying he's like i don't care if you're presbyterian or baptist or jewish i don't care if you're any of those things none of those things even existed back in the day mm-hmm. and that just kind of like opened my eyes to like okay this is someone i can listen to and for me personally like i don't really fit in any box i'm too liberal for the conservatives too conservative for the liberals i believe in eastern wisdom practices but like i believe in christ energy like i don't fit in any box and my route to where i'm at now came through all of these paths i had to dip my toes and all of these waters you know i've i've dipped my toes in shamanism and eastern practices and it all kind of led me to where i'm at now and it was never going to be another way <laughs> i never would have gone like some sort of magical direct route i'm not a conservative person i'm very outside the box i had my periods of like uh addiction and partying and all of these things and that just was my path there was no right way that's how i needed to get here and people don't always understand that like our paths are different We're none of us are going to know the answer until we're dead and that's okay so how do you judge what you're doing what's right or wrong just like this man told you what are the fruits is your life getting better is it getting worse are you getting happier are you getting depressed That's all that matters to me. That's how I can judge it. If any point I start to falter or crumple, I'm like, oh, it's time to change somehow.
1: Oh, 100% Carly, nailed that. Um, And I I resonate with you your your transition, your journey there. That's very much like myself. I remember when I studied the Bhagavad Gita, um, that was was lined up very much closer to me. And they speak on Christ consciousness in there and with respect, which was eye-opening. <laughs> you know, being used to um, you know, the um, the world around me on how they speak of different religions and whatnot. So that transition, the exact same thing, you know, don't fit in any box. Um, it's uh I, I don't think we're designed to fit in a box. <laughs> no. I don't think so at all.
0: I was laughing yesterday, I put in my stories, like we, we live in the middle of nowhere, we live in the bush, we hunt everything, we have like a garden. And I was describing my day the other day, it started off with like a marketing workshop and then a coaching client, and then uh, like a, a Healy Reiki reading. And then I got on my snowmobiles with my kids and my dogs with moose meat. And I'm like, I, there's no box that I belong in right now.
1: That's awesome. And there's some beautiful fruit there, like you said, the fruit, um, yeah. You know, actually one thing I had with uh, a a group that I put together, or actually I didn't put together, a good friend of mine put together and I've been helping promote. um, um, Last year, there was an individual who was a little um, disappointed with my views um, and where I stand and and I talked to this individual about it. And he said to him, he's like, well, let's look at the fruit that Sean creates, uh, not just for himself, but those around him. You know, Um, are they good, positive fruit? Or is it negative? Is it causing you know toxicity to people? Um, and the guy was like, oh shit, I guess you're right, right? He's helped probably more people um, with what's been going on the last couple of years in the city than anybody that I'm aware of. And when we look at that, like when I look at the fruit I create, the people who hate me right now, um, I think most of the people on the other side who haven't, you know, we still want to, you know, get all the shots they can and wear their masks and whatnot. Um, really let go. They're in La La Land, so to say um, the people in the community where we have that break that hate me and I look at, well, they're definitely not eating the fruit that I'm providing (laughs) because it doesn't have any toxicity or hate in it. They're, they're grabbing that and like throwing in the garbage and picking up some poisons elsewhere. Right. Um, So I, I, you know, just really assess, you know, what's that fruit you're creating? What is, what, what vibes are you putting out there? Um, And, you know, just keep following that voice inside because it knows all the answers. You can look inward. That's where meditation is such a beautiful thing.
0: And just like no rigidity, like I'm open to changing my beliefs about absolutely anything, Mm -hmm. health measures, religion, honestly, anything. If I get new information, if I have a new experience, like even the way I've been helping people lately, uh, I know what I'm doing is right in my communities. I teach them sovereign skills. I coach them. I help elevate them but on social media, I've been making a lot of like memes, poking fun at people and situations. Right now, I kind of need to do that. There's a little bit of anger left in me. I'm having fun with it. It's helping to build the community. And you know, one day those might be gone and I might just be all love. I'm like, I'm like 80% love now and a little bit of humor and that might need to change in the future. Right now, it's the right thing to do. And that's just my, Evolution, you know, I'm I'm slow to learn sometimes. There's a little bit of anger. Feels good, like comedy just feels good right now.
1: Right, hey, I hear you. I hear you. That's uh, yeah, you got to do what you got to do to make that happen. I, I I as well, you know, not too being too rigid. The one thing I am rigid on that I, you know, I've had so many things I used to believe and that I've changed now. Um, one thing I'm I feel certain on that I've never felt more certain than anything is we have um, the option between two parts, fear or love. Hmm that is something I'm very certain on. Um, and the more you can get away from that fear, the more your eyes open up and the more you uh, are taken care of. And it's wild. The things that can happen in this world that are so outside what we've been taught, um, in the society on how it works. I I tell you, um, manifestation is a beautiful thing. Um, and I do not think uh, this world is designed on how we, uh, believe it to be the veil that's put over in front of us. I think yeah, it could be completely different, and everybody could have everything they ever needed. And it can all be there right away. If we just had the belief, just like the four minute mile, you look at that, right? Or the one minute mile, sorry, whatever it was. I mean, my mind's going now. But uh, when people don't believe they can do something, somebody does it, and it's like, holy shit, I can do that. Okay. And everybody starts doing it, right? I remember actually the first time I did uh, cold therapy. Um, cold water therapy i did a five minute cold shower um, in the winter time and i was shivering i was so cold it was one of the worst experiences i ever had then i came across wim hof and saw him do it and, and just saw him speak on it and the understanding of it and now it was implanted in my mind the next shower i did i was able to control my breath i didn't shiver it didn't shake i was able to radiate heat within it was just instant like that because i had that belief right so the mind just like that shifts and you have that change completely and you can create a whole different world around you
0: and I've even seen your kids trying the cl- cold plunges. Uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> we live in a cold place. Like, I used to think cold plunges were for people like in California. I'm like, no, that's not for us. It's like minus 40 here, but we can do it too. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. 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 I got the coal plants in the backyard. I actually just uh, changed the water last night. So yeah, it's, uh, it's warm right now. It's only zero or minus five degrees outside right now. Um, fairly warm for us this time of year, but the, yeah, the water's zero degrees. So you jump in there and that, uh, I tell you, any of your listeners, um, if you haven't tried uh, cold water, um, shower is a great place to start. Um, you don't get the same effect as a, as a whole plunge. Um, you do get some good effects though, but doing the plunge, work your way up to that. Even if you just fill your bath with cold water from the tap, you know, I think your water tap is probably 10 to 12, 10 to 12 degrees, not zero, but still pretty cold. Um, throw some snow in there to cool it down. And if you can get in, you know, those below 10 temperatures, especially at zero degrees, you jump in there and wow. Um, one, it sucks the inflammation right out of your body um, and sucks the toxins right out of your body as well. Um, brings the toxins out and your your gets your lymphatic system going, right? Activates that just like exercise helps you with, and then your white blood cells will attack all those toxins and help eradicate them from your body, suck out the inflammation. It's one of the biggest things that helps me with my joint pain. And mm-hmm. it also it's it's an acute stress, right? So you're helping yourself um, build up your stress threshold. As you're going into that purposefully and controlling your breath, learning how to control your breath and it'll also help you learn how to lower your heart rate and be able to get control over that which is a beautiful thing so when then you're faced with normal stressful situations throughout the day, which we all are, you're much able to deal with them you have a lot more capability to do so and keep yourself calm and collective and control your state. And uh, it's it's yeah highly suggested. People think I'm nuts, but it's it's becoming pretty popular. So I think more and more people, as we see the tribe on that growing, more people will be like the tribal mind, be like oh, I should do that. That's what happens. So that's what this tribe does. Let's do it.
0: Well, and resilience. Um, I mean, we have a comfort problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this world so you know people couldn't stand up to the tyranny because it was uncomfortable to speak out it was uncomfortable not to wear a mask people become obese because it's uncomfortable exercising or not eating the way that is easy um and what are like what's the hill that i die on right now i think we're doing our children like the greatest disservice we are teaching them not how to be resilient not how to have agency we're teaching them If at any moment you are slightly uncomfortable because someone has identified you wrong, you should get really upset and you should cancel them and you should tattle on them. And these are lessons that adults need to learn for themselves. And then we definitely need to pass them on to our children because comfort (laughs) does not help. It doesn't. We need to be able to face discomfort and be calm and be rooted and be grounded and we're in teaching we're teaching people and children to inflame themselves every time they get slightly uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, it's a double edged sword on that one. Um, with the comfort that you, you mentioned that's being pushed and then the other edge of the sword when we look at you know the comfort that your your mind wants the the subconscious that it wants to fit in you know if you look at any hypnotherapy hypnotherapy practices um, on how that works and what's actually happening there you know they fix the gaze and they disconnect it. get Bypassed the conscious mind and are now dealing with the subconscious mind. And you'll notice, okay, well, why is this person doing all this ridiculous stuff, like forgetting their name or, or whatever it is, getting up and barking like a dog? It's because the subconscious mind is not thinking logically, it is fitting in to survive and thrive, and it listens to authority. So if you can bypass your conscious mind, which is I like to call your bodyguard number one, bodyguard number two comes in, being your subconscious mind, which is there to help you it loves you it wants to protect you but all it knows is following the orders fitting in right and what's being pushed around us what do we see what do we see being and then when you have positive reinforcement that's the safeguard that gets brought in much quicker right so what do we see being pushed positively uh, reinforced with positivity uh, all over uh, the movies these days like how much ridiculous stuff is becoming popular for us to be consuming so one of the biggest things, you know, not just pushing yourself outside that comfort zone and, and especially your kids and teaching them to think critically, um, you know, doing what you're doing. If, if, if you don't have the blessing to live out and, and in the land out outside the cities, get out to somebody who does get your kids out there, spend a night in the woods or at least a day, you know, you learn, learn how to build a fire, get out and be cold or whatever it is, start challenging yourself. And then especially with the subconscious, be very conscious of what you're allowing around you. Your conscious mind is what, just under 200 bits per uh, per second of information. It is, it is analyzing and soaking up in your mind. Your subconscious is over 10 million bits per second. It's continuously scanning everything. So what do you have around you? What kind of music are you listening to? Are you listening to the radio where the advertisements are coming in? Yeah, you're not listening to them. You're like, I don't want to listen to this, but your subconscious is picking everything up. It's saying, oh, this is the tribe we fit in. This is the tribe we fit in. What are the movies you're watching? How many alcohol glasses and coffee mugs and all the shitty food are in the background of all the movies you're watching? why do you think everybody in your tribe is so addicted to the same things it's been designed as such so be very conscious of what you're allowing around you your environment is everything you know look at if you want to be on a science study look at epigenetics through you know dr joe or bruce lipton they go deep into this and their first awareness came from science and now it's all spiritual out spiritual for them because they say well the science proved it and now look at the eastern eastern side of 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 their wisdom has already knew this and we just proved it with science and you bring it in and there it is for you. So be very careful of your environment um, and get outside your comfort zone. Carla, you, you nailed that for sure. Get outside that fucking comfort zone. There's a time and place for the comfort zone. It's not that often.
0: No. And I, I pulled out something really important. We said to uh, that, that need to belong the greatest threat to people right now. The thing that's being weaponized the most is our desire as humans to belong. So yes, we threatened people's jobs. Yes, we said that you weren't gonna be able to make money or you couldn't uh, do this or that, but the greatest weapon against people was this social shaming saying that Mm -hmm. you will have no friends, you will not be accepted. This is the most dangerous thing and people want that acceptance so badly. And I understand that this is a human need. They'll do literally, they'll, they'll do things that go against their value system. They'll do things that go against their intuition and we have to face discomfort in order to stand up for the things that we actually value because it's the only way you'll find the other people that you actually want to belong with. Like how many of us have surrounded ourselves in these containers where we feel unsafe? You know, we're still in the same friend group. We're too afraid to speak our minds. Why do you even want to be in that group? The only way you're going to find the group where you really belong, where you feel safe and comfortable is going through the discomfort of just being honest
1: that's exactly it yeah your need to belong um and that has been preyed upon for a long time um look at the tv from the beginning television it's telling you what to vision. look at the words on everything actually break them down it's all in front of your face the tv within 90 seconds have been proven to bypass your frontal lobe and now you're in a state of having your gaze fixed and you're able to be controlled hypnotized what are they downloading in your mind so that feeling to belong be very careful what you're surrounding yourself with because you're going to want to belong in that right <clears throat> like and and to give you an example because it's been happening way before the tv uh town square how do they get the suicide bombers to do that how do they get them convinced suicide bombers to drive their plane into a target yeah positive reinforcement they have the town square big 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 you know gathering where they're probably putting up whatever they are raising you know the look at these guys they're so honorable they give up their lives everybody celebrates yeah 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 everybody yes 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 that positive reinforcement the old track oh yeah okay yeah this is what i do and again well what do you mean that's going to kill yourself you're you're it's not thinking logically that's why you want to stay in your conscious state because that's where your morality is right as you said, people will go against things, their intuition's even telling them because they have bypassed that frontal lobe. They're out of that front center of their brain into the limbic part where they are not thinking logically. They're not following themselves in tune to who they are, what they know, and are making the wrong choices. So, and that's where meditation, gratitude, all those things are huge because they will help you get past the analytical mind and help you be more conscious.
0: So you're out of the fear, you're out of the resistance. What is it that you're focused on now in terms of, you know, working with people or what are you building right now?
1: Yeah, building a lot. So um, right before um, I started the, the community here um, I made a deal because um, at that time I was just, I had two years of programs out that were all beta launches, um, helping people with self-sabotage and helping them you know, rewire their minds and step up and, 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 I was just about to redo all those. I bought all the fancy gear, was getting them all set up to really push on that. And then when this happened, I knew what I needed to do. So I sat down and said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push all my business aside. I was writing a book, doing all these programs, pushing it all off to the side. And I'm going to help all these people and do everything for free. Just make sure I'm covered. right? And that's one of the things too, that those threats about your workplace and whatnot. I'm telling you, this, this world can work a lot different. Um, you don't need to worry there. Um, as long as you're putting work in and, and everybody asked me, how do you get by without working? Well, that's not true. I work. I just do it in a different way than you're used to, than what society has told us we need to do. I'm not doing it for a transactional agreement because I understand what I'm putting out there will come back. The law of karma cause and effect is very real. That's how this world works. So I said, I'm putting everything off to the side. I'm going to help everybody. I can cover me. Right. So I did that. And now it's, it's, I've gotten the message very clear. It's time to um, get back to the programs, get back to the books, but bring in the missing link. Because before all this, I wasn't fully awake to what was going on. It was just very new on the spiritual path to me. So bringing in that whole missing link, tying in with what I've been talking about with the self sabotage coaching, with how your subconscious mind works, with how it's being preyed upon around the news, around the TV, everything that's being put around you. Why do you think they have celebrities and and influencers nonstop out there promoting this stuff? Because that's that positive reinforcement. You look at these people. Oh, these are people who fit in with the tribe who are idolizing the tribe. They're telling me to do this. This is what I need to do. Again eat bugs like whatever you're conscious well not people are like come on man i'm conscious yeah how often is your conscious mind distracted by a fucking squirrel or that or those or those girls half naked on instagram all you guys are looking at the porn you're addicted to the the marijuana you smoke all day the the neurotoxins and the food you're eating right your conscious mind is that bodyguard number one is taken out very easily especially in today's world that's why it's been designed to get everybody stuck on sex into their lustful desires i'm not saying not to enjoy yourself but you need to get a handle on that right so you're being controlled so for me now i've gotten the clear message bring that missing link in get all your programs out there get the book finished get it all out there and start helping on a massive scale so right now i'm getting all the uh the programs done I'm, i'm working on the website again right after we get off of this uh first First course coming out is the nicotine free course I used to teach, and uh, then there's a lot. I have 18 courses scheduled to come out for the next six months. I'm hoping to get them out very, very quickly. Um, but as well, I don't deliver on anything until it is to a point where I know it's of the utmost value. Um, so right now, you yeah, got get the nicotine free course. There's alcohol course. Um, you know, courses on healing your, healing the masculine, healing the, fe- healing the feminine, healing the, you know, the mother wound, healing the father wound. Um, a self sabotage course, which will be the big one. Um, we have a seminar, a live seminar for a new year, new you, as much as before I was against that. Uh, and I am against it to some degree in terms of that being the only time people do that. Um, so this is to help people get into the regular process of, you know, proper goal setting uh, based on your desire map. So we have a live seminar, um, coming January 7th that I'm going to be announcing in a week. Uh, registration will be live for, um, have that coming up. So the website, I believe us.com is where you can find all that. And of course, I have my my podcast, The Vikings' Voice, um, that just started and getting going. And um, yeah, on Instagram, Sean J Zimmer, S H A U N J Zimmer. Uh, don't click on any other ones. There's a lot of other people that pretend to be me, and they'll probably pop up first and try to sell you Bitcoin or some other bullshit. I
0: would <laughs> so, say that I was like,
1: sure tried to sell me Bitcoin? <laughs> I do not have anything to do with Bitcoin, and I will never try to sell you anything." Uh, I will, unless it's a program or something like that, uh, that I'm posting about. So, um, yeah, the one with a hundred thousand plus followers is the one that's me, not the one that's, uh, got less. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's me. Uh, S H A U N J Zimmer. Yeah. Don't, no underscores, nothing in there. Don't be tricked by those people.
0: I'm going to end with just one question here, knowing that you kind of started, um, with this positive parenting, um, thing, it, if you could teach your kids just one thing, what would you focus on?
1: Mm, to love themselves and love their neighbor as themselves. Mm. And to understand, and it's this thing I've always taught my daughter is, you know you have control over two things, your attitude and your actions. If it is to be as up to you, if it is to be as up to me.
0: That's perfect. Thank you. I appreciate your time so much. It was so nice to meet you. Um, I feel so bummed I didn't go to any of those barbecues and uh, boot camps. I was definitely at the protest. I remember them an- announcing them a few times. But uh... well, I
1: got, we got a uh, Christmas dinner I'm doing on the 22nd. I still have eight seats left. I just announced it the second time. So uh, you and the family are welcome. I've got to uh, 40 people i cramming in this little house to to cook turkey for. So, and we'll have some more events coming up as well. Uh, new property next year, we're gonna do a retreat center on. So that'll be a big. Oh.
0: I'm a big meat eater, so if I come, it's gonna have to be a big turkey. I'm just warning you. now.
1: <laughs> I got two locally, uh, locally uh, free free range turkeys that I'm uh, that actually then they're just got killed this morning and are, are being plucked and be uh, in the freezer this weekend.
0: Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sean. Uh, Anyone listening, if you resonate with Sean's material, I'll put all the uh, show notes in the show notes. I'll put the links so you can find out more about them. And uh, yeah, again, I'm just so grateful for uh, your time. Thanks for coming on the show today.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Carla. Thanks for doing what you do. Appreciate it.
0: I hope you like today's episode. Um, I just love talking to Sean. So many surprises with this individual. I've really enjoyed watching his evolution throughout the last few years, from conscious parenting to freedom fighter, to a man of faith now. And maybe all of those things were there from day one. This is just what we get to see from the outside looking in on our social channels. If you'd like to find out more about Sean, please check out the show notes. Find them on Instagram, Sean J. Zimmer. And if you like today's episode, please consider hitting the subscribe button and sharing this episode to your stories. It helps us a lot. We'll make sure to tag you and get you in front of our audience as well so we really start to build this community of like-minded freedom thinkers. As always, my friends, thank you so much for your support, for your emails, for your messages, and for sharing these podcast episodes. I appreciate it so, so much, and if you have an idea for someone that you would like to have on the show, please send it my way, carlajoytreadway at gmail.com. I'll see you next time.